We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Acts chapter 1 would write zero gravity upside down, underwater, and almost any surface, including glass. It would write on glass. And at temperatures ranging from below freezing to 300 degrees centigrade. The Russians, they just used a pencil. Why is the greater Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex lit up with brilliant light at night? Why is that? When you drive around, you see all just, you go around the Metroplex, it's just all lit up. Well, that's because somewhere there are large plants devoted to generating power. They're called power plants. Y'all are going to learn a lot today in, in a quick Revelation 21 says that we as the church are supposed to be as a city on a hill that everybody can see. Revelation 21 actually depicts the church as a city that is flowing and glowing with light and power. That's what the church is. So I want to talk to you today just a little bit about the power plant. Many countries have irregular power provided. We're so, so blessed here in America. And we're so spoiled here in America. Many countries have this irregular power problem. In 2002... Bangladesh went 249 days without power. In 2005, Albania went 194 days without power. What if you went that long without power? I, you'd be like me. We'd up and move to another country. 2006, Lebanon went 188 days without power. In 2006, the Republic of Congo went 184 days without power. As I was reading this, there was a man from a, one of the countries in Africa that said what he liked most about America is that the lights stay on all night long. There's enough power to keep the lights on 24 hours. In his country, they all went off at night, all night long. Entire cities in his country were nothing but pitch black at night because of no power. Any country with inconsistent power supplies has trouble keeping factories open. Businesses don't even want to set up operations in those countries and in those cities because of sporadic power supply. So the gross domestic product is low in that country, but unemployment is high in that country. Do you see how blessed we are to have power? See, we're so used to it, we can't imagine what we're talking about here. You see how important it is to have power. Aren't you glad you live in America? We have our problems. We've always had our problems. But I'm telling you, we live in the greatest country that exists in this world. Be glad you live here. In the Old Testament, Samson routinely shook himself after his silliness to reestablish his connection to God's power. You understand, Samson didn't walk around like Schwarzenegger with all this power all the time. There was a connection because he had an early connection with God. There was a connection that he had to keep with God. When he lost that connection, he would lose that power. And so he was constantly doing foolishness. So he had constantly had to shake himself to get reconnected to the power. Old prophets had to meditate, 
draw near to God so that they could discern the work. They had to connect, tap into the power. In the New Testament, nine disciples had insufficient power in Matthew 17 to cast devils out of a boy. It makes all the difference when you're connected to the power plant. When you're connected to the power plant, you have 24-hour, seven-day-a-week power. Our country has had widespread electric power for over 100 years now. But there's some countries who just in recent years around the world have actually received electric power. That's hard to believe. In those countries, building a power plant has revolutionized the area where that power plant is built. Suddenly, everybody has lights. There was power for companies that would produce jobs. Now everybody had jobs. They had stoplights on their streets. They had communication abilities. Electricity is, the central, is central to the ability of most modern societies in our function. Think about it. Power is essential to us in our society for us to even function. Some of you already know where I'm headed. Stay with me. You already turned in your Bible looking somewhere else. Come back. Hospitals, air traffic control systems, street lights, modern sewage systems, most forms of communication, and our financial services all depend on electrical power. Electricity, the power of electricity is considered so essential in America that it's labeled critical infrastructure. Critical infrastructure. There's an attack on this country, critical infrastructure. One of the things they're going to provide a protection for is power. What would you do, what would I do without the access to the substantial electricity that we have every day? Some of you wouldn't even have come to church because you couldn't use a blow dryer. Some of you wouldn't even have come to church because you couldn't iron your clothes. Some of us wouldn't come to church because we couldn't make breakfast. Man, do you realize what power does in our life? Well, what if the church felt this way about the Holy Ghost? Woo! What if the church felt this way about the power of God? It's essential. We've got to have it. What would happen if we really, before Pentecost, we see disciples that are fearful, weak, denying Jesus, too afraid to even take a public stand? The Lord knew that such a powerlessness, such a powerless church could never stand against and overthrow the strongholds of the demonic activity in this world. So as he was about to ascend, he said, go and wait in Jerusalem because I got something you're going to need and I'm going to leave here so that you can get it. I'm going to be a source, a power plant, and you're going to get connected. Go to Jerusalem, wait, and I'll tell you, I'm going to flip on a switch for you. I'm going to flip on a, you know, when I came in here this morning, everything was dark in here. And so I just flipped a little switch. Let there be light. What, what, if, we, what if we believed in the power of the Holy Ghost that way? He said, you will see, will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, let me ask you a question because I want to get through this quickly. Have you received power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know you've received power? Well, because the Bible said I did. No, no. The Bible's always true. But how do you know you've received power? You feel it? Did you grab both? Did, did you stick 
Did you stick the, uh, the ground on your foot and grab the white and the black and flip the switch? Is that how you felt it? Because you know what? I, I could feel that I had, without ever doing any of that, I, I knew that there was power in this building this morning. You know why? You see, a lot of people, yes, I, I have the power of the Holy Ghost. Well, maybe you have the Holy Ghost in your life, but do you have the power of the Holy Ghost working in your life? Because there's even though you have the Holy Ghost, if you aren't flipping the switch and leaving it on on, don't be flipping the on and off switch on the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost doesn't work that way. The Holy Ghost only works on on. If you flip it off, you've told the Holy Ghost, I don't need you. The Holy Ghost has to stay on all the time. That means that the, you shall receive power. So when you were baptized in the Holy Ghost, you received power. Man, when they received power that day, what a tremendous change happened in everybody's life that was in the upper room and that came and heard what was going on. Now they're unafraid. They're confident and they're bold. They're unwavering, and man, are they anointed. Fishermen that could barely spell anointing were now anointed. Fishermen that couldn't write the word Jesus were now full of Jesus. They're walking in a new life. They're working in a new way. They're serving under a new power. And that same power is available today for you and me. How much have we so... Come use your word. Fear. We've so feared what's going on in our country. Hadn't this been a strange year, 2020? I remember when 20, you remember when 2020 came around on January 1st? This is going to be an exciting year. You heard all kind of people on TV. Man, this is going to be early. I'm like, boy, were they prophesying and they didn't know it. Everything, one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. This year's not over yet. How many of us have lived in fear? There's a power in us where we don't have to live in fear. Now, I'm not saying be stupid. Living, not living in fear is not being stupid. Uh, never, ever am I going to walk out on 20 at 5 in the afternoon on Friday and say that Jesus is with me, and he's going to stop every car coming through here and let me cross. That's not faith. That's stupidity. Faith causes you to work in wisdom, and that's what the power of the Holy Ghost gives you. You have no wisdom until the power of the Holy Ghost is operating in your life. Some teaching today in Christian churches attempts to limit the necessity, they attempt to limit the ability, and they attempt to even limit the existence of the power of the Holy Ghost in the modern-day church. After all, we're smarter now. We understand Scripture better now. We know the Greek, the Hebrew. We know the Latin. We know it. We're, we don't, we're more eloquent. We don't need that anymore. Just as God moved on Old Testament people, He now moves in us in the church. The thing is, He moves through us and in us. Old Testament, He moved on them. Read it. He moved on them. In the New Testament, something the devil never, never realized was going to happen. God in us, moving through His power. The devil knows the power of God, right? He's, he's experienced it. He's seen it. Do you know the power of God? Have, have you, ooh, that was, do you know the power of God? You ever been healed? Yeah, I've been healed before. I've been healed in a church service. You ever spoke in a language that you didn't learn? 
I've, for me, I'm from East Texas. To speak in English is hard enough. But to speak in another language that I've never, that's incredible. You understand the power that's going on here? Do you understand what you're plugged into? Listen, the real here's the deal. The real catalyst, catalyst of the Holy Ghost, the miracles, the thing that God wants to do in our lives as the church is not having a new culture. We don't need to develop a new culture in church about what, what we need to develop is a hunger and a thirst. A hunger and a thirst. When the Holy Ghost is not operating in our life, it's because we're not hungry and we're not thirsty. Otherwise, the Holy Ghost is all the time operating. All the time operating. But when we don't thirst and hunger, I'm going to talk about food just so y'all get hungry. Hopefully I get through and go, go to your restaurant or go home. Whatever you're going to do. I'm going to make you hungry. Hopefully you get the spiritual side of it. I'm going to make you thirsty. Everybody put your water bottle down, close it tight. You can't have another drink to the rest of the... Where there's a need, where there's a need and faith, there can be the power of the Holy Ghost. Where there's a need and faith, there, there can exist the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus' plan to reach this world has not changed. Jesus' plan to reach this world has not changed. We've attempted to change it for him, but it's the same thing. His followers walking under the power and the authority of His name and the Holy Ghost is how He intends to reach this world. It's still the same 2,000 years later. Well, Jesus didn't have television. I'm sure Jesus is more glad He didn't have it than anybody else because He sees the damage that it's done. The very creators of television in America said, listen, we need to get rid of this thing. It's the demise of this country. Now, most of y'all don't believe that because you like watching sports and like watching your movies and all that stuff. But it's the demise. What if you spent one-tenth of the time in work, God's Word and in prayer that you did on television? Think about that. Don't, don't everybody get crazy on me. I'll watch it too. But I'm not going to let it dominate me. If I spend five hours watching television, you can bet God's going to get at least five hours for me. He's getting more. But, well, you're the pastor. Well, I'm a Christian before I'm anything else. God deserves more than anybody else. God's going to get more than anything I can give. I'll get off that because y'all get mad at me. It's still His people endued with His power, the power of the Holy Ghost that reaches a lost world. Ephesians 5 and 18. And be not drunk. Well, I'm going to make some more people mad. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. I'm hitting them all today, Bishop. But be filled with the Spirit. Do you see what Paul did right here? Did you see how he worded this? Just as people are overtaken, so some of you don't understand this. Some of us do. Some of us used to be overtaken with wine. We used to call them winos. I don't know what they call them now. We were overtaken and drunken with wine. You know what that did? That controlled us. It changed us. It changed the way we talked. It changed the way we walked. It changed our mindset. It took away inhibitions. That's what it does. And Paul said, just like you people that are doing that, don't do that. How about if you be filled with the Spirit like that, though? What if you're filled with the Spirit? It'll change your walk. It'll change your talk. It'll change your inhibitions. That's what he's saying here. You guys that are drunk, get off of that and be drunk in spirit. You know, you've heard the term being drunk in the Holy Ghost. You understand what that means? That doesn't mean slobbering around. That 
That's something that a group came up with. It means just as alcohol overcomes you. Some of you have never had this, so you don't understand what I'm saying. How, how can I? Just as chocolate ice cream overcomes you. And right at night, when you know at 1030, you're not supposed to eat that chocolate ice cream because here comes the. But you know what you do? You wait for your wife to go to sleep. And you're even so thorough that you wash the bowl and the spoon so that she never knows. Woo. She does. Sorry, Jesse. I'm asking you a question today. Are we operating? That means are we living, breathing? Are we being steadfastly walking in, walking through, walking with the Holy Ghost power? Is the Holy Ghost power overtaking me? Has it overtaken you? Have you ever been overtaken by something? I've given you two there. Most of us probably had like ice cream. I'm a Bluebell fan. I was overtaken by chocolate milk, but I got over it. I got over it. But I know what that means. Because there's a craving when you're over. There's a craving. You know, I knew I had friends that when, when they got off drinking, they were doing this. DTs. They were, you know, they were doing, they couldn't. You know why? There was a crave. What if we crave the Holy Ghost like that? What if we, what if we started, if we didn't have any more Holy Ghost, we started shaking. See, most people I know that get the Holy Ghost are doing this. But what if we started getting the DTs when we, we didn't let the power of the Holy Ghost work in our lives? What would, man, the Holy Ghost regenerates and the Holy Ghost empowers that's why there's got to be a hunger and a thirst. And Jesus said, if you're hungry and thirst, I'm going to fill you. He didn't say, I'm going to give you a little drink and I'm going to give you a little bit of bread. He said, I'm going to fill you up. Elisha got a double portion of the spirit of Elijah simply because he wanted more. No other reason. He just wanted more. Man, what if I want more, more of God? If you're, listen, if you're content with less, guess what you're going to live with? Okay. All right, I'm getting through. A farmer had a cow who kept giving less and less milk every day till that cow finally quit giving milk. And so he loads her up and takes her to the veterinarian. And so the veterinarian asks quick questions. So are you milking her every day? Because if, if you have a cow that's a milk cow, you've got to milk a cow every day. Otherwise, it dries up. My, both my grandparents had dairies. I'm very familiar with this. When you have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, that's why getting up for me at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning means nothing to me. I used to do it as a kid all the time. That's when you milk the cows. He said, have you milking her every day? Uh, he said, yeah, I, I am. I'm milking her. I, I milk a glass for my wife and a glass for me. If you've ever seen a cow milk, you know they give more than a glass or two. The veterinarian frowned at this farmer and said, if you don't milk all of the milk every day, She's going to dry up, and that's what's happened. So don't pick and choose when you want this anointing. See, there's a lot of, we want to pick and choose when, the, you know, we want to pick our glass when we want it sometimes in the Holy Ghost. Don't be that way. You know what? Can I say it this way? Milk that cow every day. Let the Holy Ghost, get all of the Holy Ghost you can get. You know, I remember milking my grandparents' cows, and those chickens would run by, and we had the greatest time because the little chicks would follow. We'd knock them down with a stream of milk. 
We used that milk for any and everything we could, for enjoyment, for fun, for whatever, until we got caught. You know, the caring parents didn't care for that. You're wasting milk. But what I'm trying to say is this. Listen, the Holy Ghost is designed for us to be empowered and have power in our life. But that doesn't mean, you know, a lot of us, oh, my, you know, I'm going to be all wrapped up. You know, the Holy Ghost is designed for us to have joy. The Holy Ghost is designed for you to have joy. You're, you're, over, you're an overcomer. Part and process of the Holy Ghost, the power you're endued with, helps you to overcome. I'm glad I've overcome some things, Jesse. I'm glad I'm some, man, because, you know, there's some places I used to spend a lot of money. I figured it out. Two years into church, I said, you know what? I'm going to look at something here. And I figured out what I was spending on a yearly basis for just Don to go to the local bar and drink with everybody. Over $8,000 a year I spent drinking. Then I met Jana. Now, I'm not going to spill her beans, but, but the cost went up. We're in the church now. She's not here to defend herself, so I'm going to just talk about her a lot. Can you imagine spending $10,000 a year or better just to have a drink? That's unimaginable. But we did it, didn't we, Scott? Oh, sorry. He's shaking his head. So I, We've had these discussions. What has God done? What is one thing the Holy Ghost has done for me? The Holy Ghost, and I'm going to jump for this, has put $10,000 a year back in my pocket that I can spend doing the right things. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost just flow freely. Allow God's Spirit to speak to you freely. A lot of times, and I told this story before, and I'm just going real quick. I had a friend uh, who almost said his name. He said, you know, Don, he said, and I was new in the church. He said, and this guy had been in the church 30 years. He said, God hadn't spoken to me in seven years. And, you know, just being new, I didn't. I said, well, you know, maybe you aren't listening. Maybe it's that simple. And a lot of times we don't understand why the Holy Ghost is not working. Maybe you just hadn't turned on to on. Maybe it's that simple. Maybe you haven't allowed. Turning the switch on to on, the Holy Ghost in your life, just allows God to minister through you. It could be something as simple as you're walking, there's another line over here, and you're on the line at the grocery store, and you see somebody, and they look a little down, you say, listen, I, I, I hope everything's better for you today. I'm going to pray for you today. That's all you say. You, don't, you never say another word to them. You don't know that that person that morning wasn't in prayer at their house and said, Lord, I know you're with me. If somebody will just tell me they're praying for me. You don't know what they're, you just obey. Man, the Holy Ghost will minister in places you don't even need to know about. That's what we're here for. That's how we reach the world. We don't flap the Bible in their face and kick them in. You know, we don't do that. That's not how you reach people. Elton Trueblood said evangelism occurs when Christians are so ignited by their contact with Jesus Christ that they in turn set someone else on fire. He said it's, it's easy to determine when someone's aflame or on fire. They ignite other material. When, you, listen, if there's a fire in your house, you know why your house burns down? It wasn't because the trash can caught on fire. It's because the trash can caught on fire and it caught the curtain on fire that caught the wall on fire that caught the roof on fire. You see, that's what happens when something's on fire. 
It just keeps on and keeps on and it'll engulf every. If we were full of the Holy Ghost like that, man, we would just engulf the world. If we had fire and the fire of the Holy Ghost, we would engulf, it would consume the world around us. You don't believe it? Read Acts. Read Acts. Just read Acts. The Bible says in Acts, man, I would love this if, if, if God just saw this in me. It said in Acts, they turned their world upside down. They turned their world upside down for Jesus Christ because of the power of the Holy Ghost. Because of the power of the Holy Ghost. They turned their Well, wouldn't you love to say we've turned our world upside down? That what they used to be, they're not anymore. They're not, man, whoo. We've been given this power, but if we don't turn it on, if we don't use it, we don't let it flow. You know what happens when you don't feed a fire? It's that simple, isn't it? You don't feed or you don't fuel a fire, it goes out. Have you ever met that person who's let that fire kind of go out in their life that you knew was full of the Holy Ghost at one time, but you met them again and it's like, dude, what happened? They just let the fire fizzle. They didn't feed it. You can't keep a fire going unless you put something in there that's going, it's going to consume. You know, you can have the nicest fire, but if you start putting rebar in it, it's not going to, rebar is not, you got to put that material in there that will be consumed and burned. That means we have to share our fire with other people. Billy Graham was holding a revival service in a large church, and the revival wasn't really going well for him. He he said even the church leaders seemed to be sluggish and they were carnal. They were very unspiritual. I can believe that. That's where I came from. At the end of the week, after he arrived at the church early before service, the pastor of the church and the deacon board called him to come in and counsel with one of the board members who had an error in his life. He, he, had, he had erred in something. Seems that board member had been caught with wine in his possession. So after the pastor and the board members grilled the man, they asked Billy Graham, they said, listen, could, could you give your input on this? And he said he didn't think that the erring board member was any different, any of them, or any worse than this guy that had been caught with the wine. And, man, they were shocked. He said, the same scripture that says, and be not drunk with wine where it is excess, also says, but be filled with the Spirit. He said, you men are just as guilty of not being filled with the Spirit as this man has been being caught drinking wine. Woo! That was a lead balloon. <laughs> and he turned to all the board members and he said, I'll see y'all at the altar tonight. We need to be hooked up to the power plant. We need to be hooked up to the power plant. The Holy Ghost. Christ in us. The hope of glory. Stand with me if you would. Here's a funny thing to me. Because I used to be involved in this. There are stadiums all over the country. This seat 50, 60, 80,000 people. And so it's the fourth quarter. There's three seconds left. The home team is on the one-yard line with no timeouts. And the crowd's all... They're five points behind. If they score a single touchdown, they will win the game. 
The ball is snapped. The running back is handed the ball, and he bursts over the goal line. And this is unbelievable yell, scream, cry. All of this is going on in this. You ever been there? It's all because a guy took a piece of pigskin and crossed over a chalk line. 80,000 people at the top of their lungs screaming because their team won. The Bible tells me that God came in the form of flesh. You heard Pastor talk about it earlier today. He came in the form of flesh. The Scripture says, and we behold His glory as the only begotten of the Father. And, and He impacted His world. He impacted His world. He healed the sick, made, made the blind to see, the lame to walk. He brought dead people back to life. He did this incredible thing. He hung on a cross, and he died for you and me. But that wasn't the end. He was laid in a tomb. And the Bible says this about you and me. If the Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelleth in you, it shall quicken your mortal body into immortality. Whoo! What if we were, what if we, oh, I am plugged in, Pastor. I'll, I'll say this to you like one of my girls said to me years ago when I said something. They looked right at me, Becky, and she said, prove it. She said, prove it. I love you, honey. Prove it. She wasn't being obnoxious. She was seven years old. She wasn't being disrespectful. She was seven years old. But what she realized in her life was that her daddy wasn't proving to her that he loved her. He was just saying it. Sometimes we just say we have the Holy Ghost. Can I say it to you? Prove it. Scripture tells us that when we're full of God's Spirit, what will happen? It tells us. You don't have to ask First Don chapter 7, verse 7. You don't have to get my opinion on it. Go to your book. It tells you when you're full of the Holy Ghost, what happens is Peter is walking down, as it were, the streets and sidewalks of a town, so full of the power of God that people begin to lay their sick out and, and they, they looked at the sun Okay, the sun's over there, shadow's over here. And they put it where the sun was over. So that when he walked by and the shadow went on him, up popped the lane. Up come the eyes. People were able to speak that would never be. People were healed simply because, was Peter somebody great? No. He was just like you and me. Just like you and me. But he allowed the power of the Holy Ghost to minister through his shadow. He never had to say a word. He never had to speak a scripture. He just allowed the power of the Holy Ghost. Do you want to let the power of the Holy Ghost work through you that way? Where you walk into a grocery store and there's someone in a wheelchair and you happen to walk by there and because the light was over here and your shadow hit them over here, they popped up out of that. Well, Pastor, that can't happen. You're, right. you're absolutely right. It can't happen. If you don't believe you're full of the Holy Ghost, it's not going to happen. 
But if you believe God, well, but, but we're smarter than that today, Pastor. God doesn't do. Man, when we get a hold of it, when we get a hold, when we understand why He He didn't give you the Holy Ghost so you could speak in tongues. God didn't give you the Holy Ghost so you can speak in tongues. That's what happens when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. That's not why He gave it to you. He gave it to you because ye shall receive power. He didn't plug you in to let you keep the switch off. He plugged you in so that you would have absolute... You have the power and the authority of all of heaven... If Jesus could speak to an angel and say, then why don't you speak to an angel and say, well, we don't... If Jesus could speak to... Jesus was kind of gross. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Get me, let me get a little dirt. Hold on a second. He spit in the dirt. the power that resided in him worked solely because he said, son, go wash. I did my part, and now you do your part. Now that guy could have walked through all the streets with mud balls on his eyes and looked like a complete fool. Or he could go down and wash, and what did he do? He just did his part. He washed, and what happened? Woo, he was healed. He had sight. What if we just did our part? You see, that power resides in you. If you've received the Holy Ghost, it resides in you. You understand when God said, let there be, do you understand what that is? That's the power of the Holy Ghost. Through, through the power of the Holy Ghost, the spoken Word of God brought things into existence. That, that's what the Holy Ghost is. The essence power of God. I want to remember every day. I want you to remember every day. The very power of God lives in me. What am I going to do with it today? What am I going to do with it today? I think I'll flip that switch to on. And I think I'm going to walk around a little bit. I think, you know what, the situations going on in my life. There were situations Jesus walked into that were going on into people's lives. Ma'am, I know who you are, and I know how you've lived. You've had five, and you're living with one now. It was a situation. It had nothing to do with healing, blindness, lameness. It was simply a situation in a person's life. And he said, listen, I know you came here to get a drink, but I'm, I got something. If you'll just, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus said in John 7, This spake he of the Spirit, that them that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Holy Ghost wasn't there yet. But Jesus said, when, when the Holy Ghost comes, listen, if you thirst, if you're thirsty, listen, out of your bellies is going to flow. This living, you can't help it. Who wants to allow the Holy Ghost to work? Starting today. This doesn't say anything about your past. You heard Jason say, listen, whatever, that's past. So starting today, if you want the Holy Ghost to work in your life, give yourself the room, come to this altar.
come to this altar. And stay in your seat if you want. If you're comfortable in your seat, that is totally fine. But you come, you come to a place with God. That's what the altar is. It's not really a position. It's a place in God. Come to the place in God today. Lord, I'm going to allow your spirit, the Holy Ghost, to work in me this week. I'm starting it today. When I leave this building, the power of the Holy Ghost is going to minister through me. People's lives are going to change. Listen, every time the Holy Ghost comes into a life, lives change because that's Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. Lives change. When the Holy Ghost comes into people's lives, they're healed. They're delivered. Sanctification comes into their life. The power. Ye shall receive power. You understand today, you have power. 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 Wonder-working power. There's power in you today. God, help us as a church to walk, to live, to breathe His power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. never been filled with the Spirit, listen, nobody has to do anything here for you. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, it's a gift. It's the, it's the gift of God, the gift of the Holy Ghost. All you've got to do is thank God. You know, I never, to my parents, I, I thanked them for the gifts on my birthday. I didn't do anything else. Just thank them. Understand that. Thank Him right now. If you want, if you want to be refilled in the Holy Ghost, just thank Him for it. He'll refill you right here as we're sitting in this altar. As we're in our chairs, we can be filled overflowing. Hallelujah. 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 Let Him refill you today. Walk out of here full. Full. Walk out of here full. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather, and you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.